Half the Battle is back. It's me, Daniel Levy, your host. We're going to be talking to UFC bantamweight Rob Font. He's fighting Matt Schnell this weekend on Fox Sports 1. And then we're going to be joined by Damian Beatdown Brown. He's coming off a serious fight with John Tuck last weekend at UFC Melbourne. And man, they threw down. And uh, it's cool of Damian to come on the show only a couple days removed from a serious fight like that. And man, how damn good is Robert Whitaker? I mean, one doesn't simply knock out Derek Brunson in the first round. I mean, Derek went out there with that blitz that he knocked everyone else out with. And uh, Rob was the wrong guy to try out against. You know, he countered him beautifully and uh, got him out of there. I just love the evolution of the middleweight division. I mean, it's the most exciting it's ever been. You got Yoel Romero, who's possibly about to become the champion emerging contenders such as Robert Whitaker, and then you got guys like Christoph Jocko who are just entering the top 10. Very exciting times. But let's hit up Rob Font. Let's see what he's got to say about his upcoming fight. Here we go. Joining me now is UFC bantamweight Rob Font. Rob, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Doing amazing, man. Yourself? I'm all right. Just hanging out in the room right now, just laying low. Uh, about to go get a haircut, actually, so I'm just hanging out. Relaxing, about to get a haircut, I'll leave tomorrow morning, so I'm just getting ready for that. That's awesome to hear, man. Now, obviously, everyone knows that you're a great striker, but, I mean, when, when we talk about great strikers, you know, we don't talk about guys that close their eyes and, you know, chuck big haymakers. You think when you're out there. You're very composed and calculated. Tell me about how you developed your style as a martial artist. Um, You know, I actually started off then, um, doing jiu-jitsu, uh, but I, I think I naturally gravitated to striking, um, I think it just comes more natural to me. I uh, I, I think it not, not that I don't like the ground or, or wrestling or anything like that. It's just I think it just comes off easier and a little more fluid when I'm striking. But um, it's just you know I got a great cramp camp. I got great trainers and um, and I go out there and I just um, trust in what they teach me and I let it go. Absolutely. Now, have you been with a sit Yotong your entire career? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I started off um, at Gracie Tampa in Florida for maybe six months, so it wasn't like, like I said I wasn't there that long. And then I came up to Boston, and I've been with Sit the whole time. That's what's up, staying loyal. That's very important. Now, dude, let, yeah. let, let me ask you this, man, because you know I've seen you knock dudes out, you know, like Tristan Johnson, George Root, but I've also seen you pick people apart for three straight rounds. What do you enjoy doing the most? It's, it's the knockout, man. It's it's. it's no better feeling than putting your hands on somebody and watching them go to sleep. So uh, definitely the knockout. Well, that's good to hear, man. Dude, you're taking on Matt Schnell. Obviously, he's a flyweight, but he's super long. And uh, he's a young, tough guy. How do you feel about it? It's. I thought he was going to win the fight. I mean, the whole show, honestly. Like, when I first saw his first fight, I was like, oh, this kid's good. He's definitely going to win. He fought that, that uh, Brazilian, the black belt. And uh, I believe he triangled him in the first fight, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then he lost, obviously, to... Uh, to Elliot, but um, I thought he was gonna win the whole thing. I thought he he has uh he's the most well-rounded out of everybody on that show. The striking, uh, wrestling's good, but obviously not like not like high level, high level like like Tim Elliott's. But it was definitely good and um great jitsu. But um tough fight. I'm just I'm just glad he took it on short notice, man. You know, going um you know finding out a week before your fight that you know your opponent's pulled out is the worst feeling in the world. So I'm just glad I'm fighting. Definitely. And uh, what do you think he presents to you as far as the biggest challenge? Because, I mean, look, a fight's a fight. You're ready for anything. But is there something specific that he brings to the table that you're, you know, not worried about, but you're thinking about? 
Um, not too much. I, I, I just like you say he's tough, you know, and uh, you get a tough fight. You get somebody that's super tough. It's gonna be a, it's always a hard fight. So you get a tough kid that's that's has a great opportunity, and um, you know it's always a tough fight. He comes from a great camp, so you know, he's well prepared. I'm pretty sure he's been training the whole time, so it's gonna be a tough fight. But uh, I, I, I'm definitely accepting it, and uh, I can't wait. Dude, who you got between uh, Dominic Cruz and Cody Garbrandt? Um, I think uh, if Garbrandt wins, it's going to be in the first two rounds, but I can see uh, Cruz kind of uh, winning the decision. Yeah. So, I'm not sure yet, but I, I think um, uh, it, it's a close fight, but I, you might you might be able to see Cruz kind of squeak it out, but... I'm, I'm I'm pulling for Garbrandt, man. I'd love to see him go out there and put put his hand on his, put his hands on his kid and um, I'm sorry on Cruz and um, put him away. But Cruz is hard to hit, so you never know. Yeah, it really is, man. And what do you think about you know the evolution of the bantamweight division? Because all these dudes coming up are such badasses. You got Jimmy Rivera, Tomas Almeida, yourself, all these great fighters. I mean, I really feel like the bantamweight division is really emerging as one of the top weight classes in the UFC. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I think we. We were definitely one of the most exciting divisions. Um, you know, a lot, a lot, everybody's technical, everybody's tough. There's going to be um, a lot of great fights, and everybody's always in shape. So it's, um, I think, the bantamweights, uh, you know, need a little bit more respect. But um, I, I believe we're one of the toughest divisions out there. Definitely, and I think you need a little bit more respect too because in your last fight, I know a lot of people only remember that, yeah, John won the fight, but one doesn't simply go toe-to-toe with John Lineker, and you did, man, and you went all three with him, which not a lot of people can say. So, I mean, what did you take away from that fight? And also, how hard does John Lineker hit? Yeah, you know, that was a a great experience. Um, I took a lot uh, mentally from that fight. I made a lot of mental mistakes in that fight, Um, and... um, yeah, like you say, he hits hard, man. Like, that, that that motherfucker hits hard, man. Like, like I've never been hit as hard as him, and you know, I'm proud, I'm proud of what he's doing. He's he's killing it right now. He's tearing up the division, but um, you know, I, like I said, I I made a couple mental mistakes, and I I think I, I fixed it, and um, I, I can't wait to kind of you know eventually get that rematch down down the road. Definitely, and dude, it's such a good experience for you. Just because as, as a fan, I see a guy in you, you know, going to Brazil where they're screaming, "Uva moer, you're gonna die." Plus, you got to go in there and fight the guy. So I'm sure that's matured you as a fighter going forward. Yeah, no, it's like you know, say it sucks to say, and you you definitely do learn more from your losses. But uh, I think I picked up a lot of uh, mental and experience from from that loss. Definitely. Now, you're 12-2. and two. You're a winner in every sense of the word. But your first ever loss was against Desmond Green. Now, that this was a long, long time ago. When you went in there with him, did you know that he was going to be the great fighter that he is today? Um, At that time, bro, I was I was real, like, I was stupid at the time. Man. You know, I was, I just came off, uh, I just came off uh, a win. I, um, I, I couldn't find a fight. It was just, not that I couldn't find a fight. They just kept falling through. I um I had a fight lined up. Um, I saw that you know they were looking for an opponent for him. I, I didn't even care who it was. I just knew I just wanted to fight. I took it on a week's notice. I went up all the way to 55, and I and I just was just like you know what I don't care who it is. This fight and it was just just wasn't smart on my part. And um went in there and like like you said like he he just took me down and just laid on me. He just did what he wanted with me and I just couldn't get up and and um 
you know, it just just rushed it. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm proud of him too. He, he's doing his thing. He's a stud. He's, he's a monster. He takes people down, and he just don't get up. And um, I felt things, and I felt that. And it's he's a great wrestler. And you, I'm pretty sure working out with the Black Zane, he, his strikers are coming a long way as well. Isn't it good to get a learning lesson like that out of the way early? Because I feel like every fighter's got to know that, you know, some people aren't going to stand with you. They're going to try to lay on you the entire fight. So to know that it can happen to you is very important. And it happened early in your career. Then you go on a huge win streak and make it to the UFC. Yeah, no, like, that's one of those, like, like I said, one of those learning experiences that, that really helped me out. You know what I'm saying? So these those two losses, really, I really, you know, like I said, that one was a, you know, more of a wrestling and and strategy and just being, you know, just being childish, really, and just trying to just, just fight, just to fight instead of uh, really, you know, saying, sitting down, being prepared for a fight. And, um, you know, Lineker was more of a mental mistakes. But, yeah, I, I learned a lot from those. I got a question about your Joey Gomez fight because I heard a rumor that, you know, you guys maybe did a little training together. Not that you guys were necessarily friends, but maybe you guys sparred together once or twice in the past. Now, going into that, was it was that weird at all? Because for me, look, my brother used to whoop my ass growing up. So if you're going to pay me a couple grand to go fight him, I would do it. Um, Honestly, he, he came in for like uh, a couple times. He helped me for, for my... um. Chris Foster fight for the CES belt. Um, he helped me for that fight. And um, at first, uh, when I first got the call, like I said, it's kind of the same situation. Like right now, like it was a week and a half, maybe two weeks out before the fight that uh, that we find out that we're fighting Gomez. So at the time, I didn't care at all. I was just like, perfect, cool, let's go. Like like you said, my brother. If, if it was my brother, I would have did the same shit. You know, like at the time, I didn't care at all. But um. You know, when we got in there, like I said, it wasn't like I knew it wasn't like Rico or Kateki. You know, it was kind of like a guy I, I trained before. We were cool with. Um, I actually had his number in my phone, you know, what I'm saying kind of like like um, but I never really called him or texted him or anything like that. So it was kind of like as I'm going through my phone, I see his number. Oh, I can't. I still got his number. It's kind of funny. But um, um, yeah, it wasn't weird. It was just like I said, like I just wanted to fight and he stepped up and it was a great opportunity for him. And it was good to see two guys from the Northeast come up and. And fight in Boston, so yeah, and you pretty much uh put it on him the entire fight, but he did land one body kick. Did that body kick hurt at all? No, that um, it sounded it was more you'd be hairy, it sounded more, it was more foot. Um, you heard a loud slap, but it, it, it wasn't um, like it wasn't like the shin digging deep, so it wasn't that bad, but um, it was tricky. I didn't see it coming, but uh, it didn't hurt that bad. Well, that's good to hear, man. I mean, what can we expect for the future for Rob Font? Because, I mean, obviously, very talented in every area of the game. I mean, is it just a matter of you're just going to keep evolving and uh, just keep getting better? That's the plan, man. Just keep evolving. You're going to just see me having fun out there. You know, I believe I, I wasn't having fun in the Leonard fight. I was kind of, I was thinking way too much. Um, I was going to go out there, have fun, and um, keep evolving. And, and, you know, you, you might see it on the ground. You might see it standing. You never know. I'm just going to just keep evolving and go have fun out there. That's what's up, man. And, dude, how did you get into fighting, man? I mean, were you a wrestler? Did you get into fights, you know, before you became a fighter? Like, how did this all start for you? Um, honestly, it was it was WEC, you know, all the guys yeah. from there. Uh, Uriah Faber, Doug Marshall, Carlos Condon, all those guys. Um, I, I, I wasn't really a – at first, I wasn't a big fan of the UFC. I, I, not that I wasn't a big fan. I, I just wasn't watching the pay-per-views. Or, or I knew of, like, Tito Ortiz and, and guys like that, but I wasn't – um, really like watching it hard um, and then I ran into uh, I was delivering pieces at the time and I ran into a, a garage and they were doing um, jiu-jitsu on the ground 
asked them what they were doing. Um, you know, I, I, I still didn't understand what UFC, I'm sorry, uh, MMA or Jiu-Jitsu, how it all worked. So they kind of broke it down for me and told me what gym they went to. And from there, it was over. I got addicted from there. That's what's up. You mentioned WC. I know you haven't forgotten about Korean Zombie versus Leonard Garcia. That was an awesome fight, man. That was an insane fight, man. Those guys went to war. But, uh, yeah, man, it was that. Cub, Cub Swanson was one of my biggest fucking um, fans. I love I love him. I love Cub Swanson's um, style. He's exciting. And they, but, yeah, it was definitely um, WC. So, to this day, I mean, are you still a fan of the sport? Or is it now you're just a fighter? No, I'm still a fan. Um, you know, sometimes I, I try to stay away from watching so many fights, though, because I get a little overwhelmed of trying to think too much. But I'm um, definitely a fan. You know, I, I watch all the fights. I, um, I, you know, saying if I get a chance, to, I'll go to all the fights. I still go to lo- all the local fights and, um, you know, boxing, MMA, jiu-jitsu tournaments. I, 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 whatever I get a chance to, I definitely watch um, Muay Thai. I guess, you know, like any combat sport, I definitely watch. Now, you say you don't watch too much because you don't want to get overwhelmed. Uh, are you referring at all to, like, you know, for your fight specifically? Like, do you not watch tape on your opponent? Do you let your coaches do that or what? Um, well, definitely after the Lineker fight, I, I try to stop watching too many fights um, as my opponents. But I'm talking about more of just watching because um, I, I can sit there and get lost in jiu-jitsu videos. Yeah, yeah. And Muay Thai and, and, and stuff like that. And I start trying different things, forget what I do, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like like when I watch fights on TV, I try to, like, you know, watch them and then forget about them. And then just go back to, like, watching football or 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 because I, I get carried away and I'll get lost. And then before you know it, I'm forgetting that, Rob, you know what I'm saying? You stop trying to do um, flying triangles. You just start <laughs> going there and have fun and, and do your thing, you know? Yeah, exactly, man. That That's awesome, dude. So, Rob. It's going down this Saturday, UFC, the tough finale. How's it going to go down, you and Matt Schnell? Man, it's going to be a war, man. I, obviously, I, I want to get that first-round knockout. That's just what I want. But kids tough. It's going to be a war. Um, it's going to go out there, have fun, and um, get the W any way I possibly can. And real quick, before we get out of here, you know, sorry to bring up the past, but uh, you know, you were supposed to fight Ian and Whistle. Going into that, were you just uh, were dudes just leg-locking you all day? Yeah, man, you know, I had um, a lot of guys just chewing on my legs the whole time, you know. Um, I actually fell in love with leg locks. Um, you know, I worked a lot with Kenny um, Lovetier, uh, one of the Lozon um, guys, and uh, this guy's an animal on the ground. He submits everybody. If you look him up, he submits everybody in all the tournaments, so um, he's a beast, and uh, I'm working a lot with him. I still work with him uh, on leg locks, um, but a lot of defense, but a lot of, um, I'm working a lot of offense as well, so, you know, I definitely have some tricks up my sleeve, and um uh, yeah, man, I had a, everybody, I, I wasn't even necessarily, I would start with an inner leg lock, or I would have guys just dive underneath me in a leg lock, or a butterfly to a leg lock, or, yeah, but it was, it was a lot of leg locks for that fight, and, That's what's know, up, man. Yeah, but it forced me, it forced me to get real good with um, the defense and the offense, so, um, you know, definitely, I'm um, glad that that opportunity happened, obviously we didn't fight, but um, definitely picked up a lot of new tricks from getting prepared for that fight. Oh, it's all going to pay off, my friend. Rob, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. Just let the audience know where they can follow you. Anything else you want to plug, dude? Appreciate it, man. Yes, I want to say, you know, thank you for having me on. I want to give a shout-out to all my team, all my teammates, my uh, all my friends, family. Um, if you want to follow me, uh, I'm on Instagram at Rob Font, Twitter at Rob S. Font, and on uh, Facebook at Rob Font. And, uh, you know, make sure to tune in Saturday. Awesome, Rob. Thanks again for the time, brother. And uh, we'll catch up after the fight, my man. 
Appreciate it, man. Anytime, bro. Thank you. Joining me now is UFC lightweight Damian Brown. Damian, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Oh, you got it, man. Congrats on the big win. It must have felt good to get your arm raised in Australia in the UFC. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty special, you know. Melbourne, Melbourne's as close to home, my hometown as possible. Like it's even, it's even more of a hometown fight than what Brisbane was. Man, I mean, what was the emotion like? Cause I mean, obviously we saw you jumping up on that cage, and uh, man, it, it was a great moment. Yeah, look, it was uh, it was emotional, man. You know, it really it really didn't hit me until after the fight. You know, uh, when the doctors were trying to patch me up before I actually left the cage after the decision. Sort of, uh, I got a bit, I got a bit teary, and uh, you know, it was definitely emotional. You know, I had, um, I had a lot of family, grandparents, parents, you know, my mom, my sisters. Then I had family who travelled from the other side of the country, far north. You know, like, and and before it, I didn't feel any added pressure. You know, there was no pressure there before, man. They they love watching me anyway. They support me. But afterwards, when when it all went down, you know, it was like I just had my face broken in front of my family. So it was a uh, you know, it's pretty emotional, but at the same time, it's pretty awesome to get that W. Man, it's such a huge win for your career because, I mean, look, you got a winning record in the UFC now. You just beat an established guy. You're on a two-fight win streak. I mean, what are you looking to do next, dude? Uh, recover at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, look, you know, um, it, it was a big win, you know. It was, uh, it was a guy who was having his seventh UFC fight, you know. I, I didn't fight... You know, he wasn't a bum. He he uh, he's a big puncher. He's got a black belt in jiu-jitsu. You know, he's finished eight of I think eight or seven or something of his nine fights. You know, like and uh, and he's got I think he's finished eight of his nine fights and he's got seven first round finishes. So like, you know, he wasn't a chump. You know what I mean? And uh, he was obviously ranked above me. And uh, you know, I really believed from the start, despite being the underdog on just about every betting site, that I could get the W. So um. You know, I'm just looking at, you know, the lightweight division is so deep that it doesn't really matter, man. You know, I can't sit here and say I'm going to win a world title and that's my only goal because, like, we got lightweights with nine-fight win streaks who aren't fighting for the title. So, you know, what what I want next is I just want fun fights, man. I want fights that fans pay to see. I want fights that, uh, you know, I want to fight guys that come and, and throw down, man. You know, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be grappling around the ground having boring fights. I want people to, to remember, man. You know, I might not ever fight for a world title, but people will remember that my fights were worth watching. So, uh, you know, whoever's ready to do that, man, let's throw down. Man, in that first round, so you know, you mentioned his great jujitsu. I mean, the dude's got Abu Dhabi class jujitsu. Uh, when he took you down, were you worried at all? No, nah, man, I'm not worried about being taken down. You know, like. My biggest fear about being taken down is being held down for three rounds, you know, like he had my back for what, forty seconds there towards the end of that round and he couldn't do anything with it, so and that was after dropping me. So it's like it's like uh man, you know, I grappled with Alan Patrick or whatever his name was and you know, three rounds. Multiple time world champion black belt. You know, I I'm confident in my ground game, you know, I might not have a black belt and I might not have the credentials that these guys have. But I have the ability, man, and I back myself. I've got great coaches, and I believe that I can hang with these guys on the ground. You know, everyone gets caught, but I back myself when the fight goes to the ground. You know, I protected myself well. I got back to my feet when the opportunity was there. Yeah, and when you got back up, were you surprised how much you slowed down? No, not at all. You know, um, 
the biggest thing for us was we. I think he's with a brand new camp over at Kings. Right. So, um, you know, we didn't know what that would do to change a person. But I believe that, you know, you can do things to improve your cardio. But if you're a person that gets tired, then you're always going to get tired. All you can really do is improve whether you get tired in the first round or halfway through the second, you know. But the way he fights, he's so tense and uh, and he throws everything into every punch. So, you know, I knew eventually that he would fatigue. So uh, I guess I was a little surprised that once it got back to the ground, uh, sorry, back to the feet, that he was tired like halfway through that round, you know what I mean? I thought that he would get tired like sort of in the second. But uh, um I wasn't, I wasn't surprised that I had better cardio than him, not at all. How badly rocked were you when he knocked you down in that first round? No, I wasn't rocked. I felt everything. Um, uh, if, you, if you watch the video back, I actually jumped into that right hand. So, uh, you know, take nothing away from it. He, he timed it perfectly, but I was also coming in. You know, I don't know what I was thinking at the time. Maybe I was trying to throw a knee or... Maybe I was going for a front kick or something like that, but whatever happened, I moved forward at the same time as he threw it. So it was hard, man. I've never been hit like that before. Like, I've been hit hard and knocked out, but I've never been hit hard and not knocked out. Uh, that hard, anyway. And uh, I know that I know that I wasn't hurt because I know how much pain I was in when the punch landed. So... Um, yeah, it, it didn't it didn't uh, consciously knock me out or concuss me or anything like that or drop me. It definitely caught me off balance and it hit me hard enough to sit me on the ass. So, uh, yeah, it was more it was more the the force that the punch had that put me down and not so much uh, rocking me. What goes through your head in a moment like that? Uh, you know, it was just like I got hit, and I was like, oh, shit. And I knew I'd been hurt physically, so I knew that I had to protect myself. And, uh, you know, I, I just sort of went into protection mode. I realized I'd lost the round. You know, I've been dropped now, so I'm going to lose a round. So, you know, I, I wasn't rocked. I hit the ground. As soon as he came in, I went up for a single leg, you know, and he spun and took my back. And then uh, for me, it was just about holding onto the wrist and, uh, rolling over and A-framing up and, and sort of going, going into defense mode. So it was just, it really was just about sort of um, protecting myself for what was left of the round after that. So, uh, but, you know, I knew I, I knew that he'd hurt me. And uh, when I was face down, I could see how much blood was coming from my nose. So I knew that um, it was pretty significant. I just had to survive. Definitely. Now, where do you find, uh, you know, that second gear and that toughness, man? Because a lot of guys would have looked for the door in a situation like that. Whereas with you, I mean, that's what led you, you know, to win the next two rounds and ultimately win the fight. Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, I've always put a lot down to my military service and and just the way that my parents, you know, my dad raised me. You know, I was a martial artist my whole life, so I've got a lot of discipline. And and, uh, joining the military, you know, like... I know what pain's like, man, and I know what it's like to hurt and have to keep going. You know, it's it's a mentality, and it's a mentality that a lot of people don't have. And uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's probably not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have it, it's cool. You probably won't have a face like I do today. But um, you know, I, I could have easily been hit with that punch, rolled over, and realized how hurt I was and covered up. But it's it's not in my mentality, man. It's not what I do. You know, I've got a I've got a strong mind. Uh, you know, I, I know what I'm going to do. I stay clear-headed. 
I had really good corners. You know, they taught me through the whole thing. So, yeah, I think it's just a, you know, a situation like that really is either you've got it or you don't have it. You know, you either roll over and cover up or you just keep fighting, man, like it didn't happen. And, and that's what I did. I just kept fighting. So uh, it, it certainly helped that the crowd was behind me. You know, when I got up and there was blood everywhere, I just embraced it, man. I, I was just like, you know what? I'm hurt, but people love this shit. So let's just get the crowd behind me. And that's exactly what I did. Dude, I feel like that mentality is going to take you such a long way because, I mean, like, look at a guy like Frankie Edgar. You know what I'm saying? You know, even though he didn't serve in the military, it's the same kind of thing. You drop this guy and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what you do to his face. You know, he's going to try to win the fight the entire well, he's time. A, he, he's a wrestler, man. You know, they've got that mentality, that kill or be killed kind of mentality. So, uh, you know, if someone's got that, they're dangerous, man. you you, you got to submit them or knock them out. You can't hurt them. So... You know, even physical pain, you can you can work through if you got the right mentality. But, you know, he, he needed to knock me out or he needed to submit me. It was the only way I was going to beat me. Now, did you rock him? I, I forget if it was in the second or third round, but it looked like you landed one real hard one that phased him. Yeah, look, I, I don't know whether it rocked him or not. Uh, I've watched the video back once, and, and I believe that I may have hurt him a little. But, you know, I think he just smiled at me, so... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, man. I don't know if it wobbled him. Like, it, it definitely didn't wobble him enough for me to realize he was hurt. Um, but I, I think I landed a few clean shots, and I probably surprised him that I was still hanging in there. So, During that fight, was it ever going through your head like, I mean, this is a fight of the night type fight? Man, I still think now that i got fight of the night. You know, like, I was, <clears throat> I was in America. You know, I went by knockout two minutes in. Clean knockout, like absolute KO over someone who I, I believe was a, a favorite to beat me. And uh, and I didn't get a, a performance bonus. I come out to Australia, I lay my ass on the line, I shatter my face, and I still win the decision. You know, I, I poured it on, man. And, um, yeah, I, thought, I mean, the crowd was behind it. You know, I got a lot of messages that said that they were pretty much asleep up until my fight. And that's no offense to anyone under me, but I actually, you know, I got messages of guys that were like, man, your fight really woke the crowd up. It was nuts. I was going so loud. I thought that I was going to get fired of the night. You know, I was laying in a hospital bed, scrolling through Twitter, hoping that it was going to come up with my name. But, you know, it wasn't the beast. So maybe next time, man. I, I, you know, I fight one way. And, and I've always said that. I said that to everyone. I fight one way. I fight to entertain. I fight to entertain the crowd. That's, that's just my style. I don't do it for the crowd. I do it for me. It's my style. It's the way it comes across. So, man, when the, when the time's right and I'm meant to get a bonus, I'm, I'm sure I'll get one. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you keep fighting the way you fight, and it's going to come for sure. Now, dude, I got to ask you, I mean, what do you attribute your evolution to as a fighter? Because you're really coming into your own. I mean, you watch some of your regional scene fights, then you watch your UFC debut, then your second fight, and then the latest one, and you can really see that you're uh, you're really developing into your own, man. Yeah, I, th I think it's opportunity, man. You know, like, I've always had the same coaches, uh, pretty much. And uh, I don't see any reason for me to leave the team that I'm with. Uh, you know, I've got high-level coaches, first-hand black belts, you know, jiu-jitsu, good striking coaches. I got, you know, I've got the best coaches in the country. I've been overseas. I don't feel like I have to go over there to get anything better. I think it's just opportunity, you know. A lot of guys in the local circuit fight around full-time jobs. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough to have a job that allows me to have eight weeks off to get ready for a fight. And that that in itself just helps you develop into a better fighter because you you know for eight weeks I'm a full time athlete so you know I'd say the last two fights have been a definite representation of that 
uh, and also maybe just a change in attitude, you know, like I've got a baby on the way and, uh, you know, my family and stuff like that supporting me and I, I think, you know, I'm just growing as a person and uh, and being able to have the opportunity to to prepare for a fight and not lose money is is um, is probably the other big thing. Man, and it must feel good, you know, the fact that you got that call to fight Alain Patrick, you know, on a couple days short notice, and look what you've done with your career since then. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I mean, I emailed Joe Silver like four weeks out from that Alain Patrick fight, and uh, you know, and and I didn't I didn't get an opportunity. It was only the opportunity came at the time, a little closer. But one thing I said to him four weeks before was, I said, Joe, I can promise you one thing: if you sign me. People will leave talking about me, and I will not disappoint, win, lose, or draw. And uh, and I think I've upheld that. You know what I mean? Like I, I had my opportunity. I still put on an exciting fight with the energy that I had. And ever since then, you know, I sort of pride myself on the fact that I need to back up what I say. And I said that to him. And uh, and so here I am, man. Two fights later, I'm putting on shows, man. People are talking about it. Now, obviously, you gotta love fighting at home. But I mean, was it? that big of a difference compared to fighting, you know, over in the States? Because now you've had success doing both. Uh, you know, it was it was nice to have my family and friends around, but it wasn't really, well, I'd say that big a difference because, you know, I try to prepare my mind to to just be ready for the fight, not what's around me. So, you know, I, I still had my, my wife and my dad and brother and that over in America, so I had a little bit of family there, but... You know, it's it's no different for me. It's it's just, you know, I prepare for a fight, man. It doesn't matter who's there. It doesn't matter whether I'm booed or whether I'm cheered. You know, I'm just preparing for a fight. So um, it's no different for me, really. I, I, I like traveling the world, man. So I'm, I'm happy to fight anywhere. Did you get a chance to watch that main event between Robert Whitaker and Derek Brunson? No, man, I haven't watched any fights. You know, like I literally uh, walked from the cage to the doctor, from the doctor to the ambulance to straight into the theater, so... Oh man, wait till you see that one, dude. Because uh, I I don't know if you've seen Derek Brunson's last few fights, but he likes to blitz guys and get them out of there in the first round. He tried that against Robert Whitaker, and uh, R- Rob did his thing, man. Yeah, Whitaker's Whitaker's a powerful dude, man. I had him winning that fight right from the beginning. I actually thought that Whitaker deserved to headline that card before Rockhold's fight dropped off. Uh, you know, Whitaker's only stripes, man. He was four and zero in the middleweight division. Uh, you know, I think he was like six and two in the in the UFC or something, or seven and two in the UFC. So he, you know, in my opinion, he deserved to be a main event in his own country. Uh, it, it's a shame that it took a fight to fall off for that to happen. But uh, you know, I think now that he's done it and he and he won and went out the way he did, then you know, I think uh, I think he'd be headlining more cards to come. So um, I also think that Robert Whitaker just cost me fight of the night. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did, man. Because I mean, those two—they—they went—they went—they uh, went in there with the intention of not leaving the first round. I mean, they—they they were just throwing everything, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was—it was unreal. And man, that weight class is—I mean, Yoel Romero versus Bisbin. You think Yoel's about to get this title? Uh, you know, I think uh, I think Bisbin can outwork him, but it'll be—it'll be whether or not Bisbin can not get knocked out. You know, Yoel's a powerful dude. It only takes one single punch to end you, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, cheating methods UL comes up with for this one. <laughs> yeah, he does whatever it takes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. 
Definitely. So, dude, what do you think about the new uh, champion in your weight class, Conor McGregor? Oh, man, you know, Conor McGregor is uh, he's a fantastic fighter. You know, he's a crafty businessman. But, um, you know, I, I think deep down, you know, he, he's just a normal person, man. But uh, he's no one special. Uh, you know, he, he's obviously a special athlete, you know what I mean? And, uh, and he backs up what he talks about, and that's what creates the business. But, uh, yeah, I think I'll just, I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, I've only seen documentaries and stuff, and I can't really comment on, you know, I don't really know the guy. I've never met him. I've never even seen him in person. But, uh, you know, I like his training partner, Artem Lobov. Man, that guy, that guy's a stud, man. He's a real fighter, you know. His record might not show that he's, you know, he's one of these supreme go-out, sort of boost your record kind of guy. But, you know, he's a fighter. He takes fights. He's a nice guy. I talk to him quite often. We, we message each other. I met him over in Vegas, so uh, you know he, he's a nice guy. But uh, he talks pretty highly of Connor. I don't know the guy, but uh, he's certainly talented, man. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the reason I ask is because, like, for example, before Connor was the champion, let's say Eddie was the champion. You know, before that, Rafael dos Anjos. I feel like most fighters in their respective weight classes, they think about, okay, you know, this is the champion. This is the guy that I want to beat. So, is it at all like that with you here now that uh, Connor's the champ? No man, I don't even I don't even think about the title. You know, UFC title's like six fights away from me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even thinking about it. What I want is I want I, I just think about the next guy. Like and and if that leads to a five or six fight win streak and that leads to me getting a title shot, then so be it. But I don't necessarily think about a title shot. The lightweight division, man, you're not going to win three or four in a row and get a shot. You know, like Ferguson's won nine in a row. Noma Gomez won. You know, he's 24 and 0. He's won however many in a row so like it's like if these guys can't get title shots i'm not getting one you know what i mean so it's not even it's not even worth me worrying about or even thinking about uh you know it, it would just fill my mind with uh thoughts that i don't need man all i think about is uh the next fight i want exciting fights man hell yeah you know, man. i want to i want to fight someone like fucking diego sanchez man someone who's gonna someone who could grapple but someone who's gonna stand in the center and punch her with me that's what fans want to see, man. Man, we should campaign for that one. That that sounds like a good fight to me. Yeah, man, that sounds good to me. Like, I, I just want fights where, man, if if, if someone says they're going to come and punch on, they're going to come and punch on, you know? Like, people pay $1,000 to see a fight, like, for a seat. Those people should get $1,000 worth of entertainment. You know what I mean? They don't want to see a couple of guys hugging. They want, they want to see $1,000 worth of entertainment. And that's what I want to put on, man. And if that leads to a four or five fight win streak and exciting fights and gets me an opportunity, so be it. But until then, man, I just want good fights. So, uh, And I want fights that are going to get me on a main card. I thought I deserved to be on the main card in Australia last weekend. You know, we had a couple of debutantes on the card. One of them was my mates. But, uh, you know, I definitely thought that I deserved to be on that main card. So, uh, you know... I want fights that are going to get me on a main card somewhere in the world. The prelims and the main card was on Fox Sports 1, so there's no real change. So, just, you know, it is what it is. Definitely. And you mentioned uh, Khabib and Tony, and most likely those two are going to fight each other. Who would you pick if that were the case? Khabib's, Khabib will walk through Tony Ferguson, man. Oh, yeah? It's like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. He'll. I reckon he'll win by TK. He'll walk through him. Dude, you know, his fight with Michael Johnson, I... I didn't know he was going to whoop his ass like that. Man, if he gets his hands on Ferguson, he'll do the same thing. 
So uh, it would surprise me, man. Hey, listen, this is the other thing, man. A lot of guys they join the UFC and they and they want to, you know, they make a name for themselves and then they go out and test free agency. I'm not going to go out and test any free agency, you know. Like I'm I'm two and one now on a four fight contract, so I only got one left, man. So I'm hoping the UFC sign me up real soon for a new deal. So uh, we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully they sign me up with a new deal. I get a, I get like a main card and a big opponent, and I can excite some US fans. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. And uh, how long are you going to be out for? Uh, four to six weeks. Uh, four to six weeks I can't train. So that's all right, but man, i got four weeks and my gym shuts down for Christmas. So uh, I'll take a six-week break and just do some pads and keep up my cardio and stay nice and lean. And uh, we'll see what, uh, see what January, February brings. Awesome, man. Well, obviously, we're going to be tuning in. Damien, thanks for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. No worries, man. Sorry I couldn't do a video today, but it's uh, it's not real good viewing. Uh, it's all good, man. It's good to talk to you as always, and uh, let the audience know where to follow you and anything else. Yeah, man. Uh, Insta, Facebook, Twitter, at Beatdown155, all three of them are the same, man. Follow me, check it out, retweet my tweets, you know, share me around. Yes, sir. Damien, thanks again for the time, brother, and uh, we'll be tuning in, man. We can't wait to see what you do next. Thanks, Heath, man. I appreciate it. There you have it, folks. Rob Font and Damien Beatdown Brown. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Sean Carey and I will be back later this week to break down the Tough 24 finale. And until the next time, let's cash these bets. (laughs) 